0: It's David Reese right here on your classic metal show from his Sainted Sinners release of the st- same title, and that is the uh, title track right there. We're all Sainted Sinners, and uh, David Reese, a uh, great guy to talk to, great interview, uh, loves the CMS, and uh, he's
1: kind of a personal friend of yours, right, Chris? Yeah, I like David. He's he's good people, man. He lives out in, where does he live, Italy or somewhere? Yeah, he's, somewhere. In, he's in Italy. Yeah. He's probably locked down, you know, locked in a closet somewhere, COVID closet.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I've I've had an opportunity to speak to David on a few occasions and he's always very, very laid back, always yeah, he, seems very accommodating, always likes to come on the show. He's told me that uh, on a couple of occasions that he says he's checked out the show and he really likes what we do. So
1: yeah, he's good people, man. I, I like him a lot speaking of people who we like I chatted with our good friend chip yesterday yeah how did that
0: go did did, did he send his best regards to me did he did he, most, did he ask all about me
1: he most certainly did needy <laughs> he said tell Wendell tell Wendell I said hello and that I love what you guys are doing because I really do man <laughs> chip chip's great but yeah he was um he was on fire it's funny because I I get on the phone with him. And, you know, he's just he's just going through, you know, um, interview day. Like mm-hmm. he's doing like two or three interview days. And, you know, Chip, Chip doesn't even keep the list. He just knows his phone's going to ring every half hour. And he just answers it and goes. And so I, I call him and, he, and I say, hey, man, it's Chris Aiken. He's like, Chris Aiken, finally a good journalist. <laughs> and he told me, he said he had been doing a lot of just Shit, Just, shit bag interviews, shit bag interviews. And, and, um, he, I mean, he didn't say that necessarily, you know, Chip, he's a little more, diplomatic. well, I, I would
0: say probably less than stellar, uh, talent who, who calls and talks to him. So Chip, what was it like playing with Donnie V? Yeah.
1: So are you guys still in contact chip? Well, he's on the record. Oh, is he cool? You know, you know guys that don't know Dick. <laughs> But yeah that that's actually gonna hit hit our our shit on monday but um good um good good chat barely an interview it really was just two old
0: friends kind of catching up yeah that, well. that that's the thing though when when we have when we talk to people we know it, it becomes just a phone conversation that people get to listen in on it's not question answer question answer elaborate elaborate question answer it's more like <laughs> hey you know it's just kind of catching up it's old home week it's you know, you, you kind of, because of the familiarity, I mean, you, I think you and I probably have known chip for about 25 years each.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, we, we actually talked about when we first met, I first met chip in we, we think it was either 94 or 95 at Ron's crossroads, mm-hmm. which no longer even exists so, you know, that was, that was forever. In fact, not only does that place not exist, but neither do either of the owners of the club. They're both dead. Wow. So the club is dead and both owners of that club have died. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, um, but, but yeah, I've known Chip that long and, and you've known him probably that long I, as well, I, right?
0: I met Chip, I believe the first time was like 97, I think.
1: Yeah. My my favorite all time though was me and you on his tour bus. Oh yeah. When we got on the tour bus and it was just a cloud.
0: Yeah. And I'd never seen anyone we were sitting at the little the little table in the kitchenette area mm-hmm. and and at the time I, I don't know what he does now, but all I know is what he told me back in October that he doesn't do he doesn't drink or smoke or anything anymore. That's what he told me anyway. But he sat there talking to us and he chain smoked uh you know joints
1: yeah
0: and yeah. while he was smoking one he was already rolling another
1: yeah he was he was a machine he was
0: <laughs> he's a character yeah man. he That's... he smoked those like cigarettes rather than the way people smoke pot they you know he he mm-hmm. doesn't sit there and toke it and hold it and all this he just he just smokes it like a cigarette
1: he's just <laughs> You know, he's like that. He just fucking pounds them down. (laughs) He he called, he called his tour bus,
0: the Oscar Meyer wiener wagon.
1: He he did that again yesterday. Did he? Hey, they're getting ready to go out on tour. When, when aren't they on tour? I know, but still he said, we're getting back. We're getting back out there, brother. It's going to be us faster. Pussy (laughs) cat.
0: Faster Hitler cat.
1: He goes, he goes, Tammy's been sober for ten years now, well, maybe five I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, well, Tammy was uh you know having some you know life life threatening health issues yeah. just due to his lifestyle after so many mm-hmm. years, and he decided he had to clean it up,
1: yeah, yeah, well. Good on him, too. I I, I kind of liked Faster Pussycat. I mean, I was never, like, a fan fan, but I saw him a few times when they were, you know, hitting. I saw him they opened for Motley once or twice. I saw him, and I saw him, I think, with, um, tempted to say, like, Poison or somebody. I don't remember who. But I, I saw him two, three times in the day, and they were great. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw him at the, I don't know, the Odeon or the Agora or Peabody's or somewhere, with, with the Hitler thing? Oh, yeah. Was, the, yeah, faster Hitler cat. I was like, what is this shit? They came marching out to the stand. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? What did I just walk into? Well, then then Tamy did the whole goth
0: thing. He did the whole white face paint and yeah. all that shit. And it's like, what are
1: you doing? I checked out by that point. I was, once I went to a faster Hitler cat show, I was done. I was like, I I, I don't know what they've done since then. Honestly, I've not seen them since. And not even because I was offended or anything like that. I just was like, Ooh, this is a bad show. Yeah. Don't want to see this again. Well, I did.
0: I saw, I saw the show, uh, where I can't remember what venue it was, but, uh, I went there because it was Ellie Gunn's Faster Pussycat, and, and opening the show was a band that was fronted by a girl. It was called The Mimsies.
1: I remember The Mimsies. Yeah.
0: And and I, I dug their CD a lot, and they were kind of a one and done. You know, they, they went out there tried to make their mark, and I did an, actually did an interview with that. I don't remember what her name was. It's been so long. But I actually did an interview for Your Music's Bottom Line.
1: Well, look in your IDs. I know there's like 14 IDs for the Mimsies the in The Mimsies. <laughs> the Mimsies, yeah. Yeah, they do, they weren't bad. They were pretty good. I didn't hate them. They were okay. They were like a... We have that whole collection of bands that were like kind of up and gone real fast. The Hair of the Dogs and the... um, What's the one that we play all the time? The,
0: oh, yeah. New American Shame. New American
1: Shame and... You know, there's there's a few of those bands that we really liked that just kind of came and went fast. Yeah,
0: here Hair the dog. At least they put out three discs.
1: Yeah, but it, nobody remembers any. No, of them.
0: no, that's true. But uh, you know, like like New American Shame, I I was so so blown away by them and one and done.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that band couldn't have got a deal. They must have had internal fighting. With oh, they each had. Other. A, they did. They had
0: their 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 lead singer Johnny. From what I understand. Uh, What I've been told by several people is is that he suffered from the whole lead singer's disease thing, <laughs> right. and so he was kind of a real problem to deal with.
1: Because yeah, Jeff Redding went on to be in like Wasp or something, didn't he? Well,
0: mm, no, nah, I don't think he was in Wasp. It was or, it was or, Dub, it was Mike Dubkey who went in and and became the uh, right. drummer for Wasp from Hair of the Dog.
1: Jeff Redding. And on. He went on to something like maybe Duff McKagan or something. Yeah, I think that that's what he did. Yeah, he he went. Let's see, pulling him up right now, Jeff, because we have that ID that's hilarious. It's Jeff Reddy. Yeah, but <laughs> like you're waking him up, right? That was right after the Megadeth
0: show with Static X.
1: Yeah, Static X.
0: Now here's Wait. the here's the Mimsy's ID. Go ahead. This is Brian and Casey and Jared and Ed. We're
1: the, We're the Mimsies. Mimsies,
2: and you're listening to Neely on the classic metal show.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. He joined Loaded. Okay. Um, with uh, Duff McKagan. Yeah, he's been, he's done a bunch of shit. Wow, he's been a lot. He's, a, he's kind of like a, a guy for hire. Mm-hmm. It yeah, looks like he played in Beautiful Creatures as well. So there you go. Good on him. Hey, well, Jeff we, Ring, new American shame, <laughs>
0: let's see if I can pull that ID up here real quick.
1: <laughs> that's a funny one.
0: Yeah. Uh, all, all those guys were great.
1: Yeah. They were fun.
0: Yeah. Rand, Randy and I hung out in their bus too. And, and that's where I got these uh, IDs.
1: Right. Let's see here. That's,
0: um, see, that's Johnny. No, that's Terry. in Here. Terry. Kelly. Johnny, the singer, Johnny. Let's see, I'm going to finding Jeff's here in a second. I got one from everybody, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jeff. Here we go. Let's see. I'll play this. Hey, this is
1: Jeff Redding from New American Shame, and you're listening to the boss with the hot sauce, Neely, on the classic metal show. <laughs> boss with the hot
0: sauce. That's me. <laughs> I, I think he took that off of uh, the the uh, movie uh, Hollywood Nights, is that, right. because that's what the DJ that played in the uh, storefront window. Right. This is the boss with the hot sauce on uh, Halloween night. Here we go. That's another one, I think.
1: Hey, this is Jeff Redding from New American Shame. I listen to the classic metal show. Ah. <laughs> that's the one I was talking about.
0: like those guys
1: yeah they were good
0: yeah sad to see them not make it
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. new american shame that fucking album it does i I love it from beginning to end yeah and it's 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 it was like right out of the appetite for destruction playbook it should have been it should have been big like that instead no one cared Mm mm-hmm well, it was, it was already
0: past the days of MTV and getting that kind of publicity and promotion. And it was during the grunge era, you know, the end of yeah. the grunge era and into the, uh, you know, into the corn and limp biscuit era.
1: Yeah, it was. It just, it just wrong timing, but what a good band.
0: Yeah. Great disc. So if you don't uh, own that, you to pick it up. New American shame. Mm. Well, t- well, speaking of an American shame.
1: Yes.
0: I see that uh, crying Jimmy Kimmel got uh, got smashed by James Woods.
1: Yeah, well, as he should. As he absolutely should for fucking being a pathetic piece of shit. You know, they, he, can, he can be one of them that's out there calling for people to lose their goddamn gigs. But when it falls on him, he's like, well, I'm sorry. And I hope people will forgive. Shut up. Pandering douche used his apology to fucking attack other people. What a dick! Yeah, well, see, here's the thing: if if you're a liberal
0: or a Democrat and you do something like, and and Jericho Green did a good good segment on this the other day about blackface. Hmm. Um. If you're a liberal and a or a Democrat who has done blackface, yeah, nothing happens to you. No nobody calls for your firing nobody calls for your uh you know your deplatforming nobody qu- calls for cancel culture on you yeah no. but god forbid if you're a republican or a, or a conservative and and you somebody dug 30 years into your past and find something
1: hang him immediately Yeah, exactly <laughs> he's got to go he's
0: got to go now I mean that governor, that current governor of um, Virginia. Uh, it was dug up in his past. He didn't resign. Nothing happened. Yeah, the media didn't call for his resignation immediately. That Justin Trudeau, I know he's Canadian.
1: Mm-hmm. Same
0: thing. Nobody called for his resignation. The Black Lives Matter didn't attack his country. Nope, not at all. Nope, he's fine. He's liberal. He's a yeah. he's a he's a commie. So he's good. No problem. Yep. Just insane. Man. Yeah. Howard Stern did it. No problem. Yeah. Jimmy just Kimmel it did go. it.
1: No problem. Jimmy Kimmel did it and he gets a fucking vacation. That's where I, I'm I'm just like, man, what other job could you work where you do something fucked up that, that would get anybody else fired? Instead, they say, well, I'll take three months off and then we'll see you at the Emmys yeah, or the sure. Oscars or what. You know, it's like, fuck you. You know, but it's here's the real question, and we can get into this Kimmel thing mm-hmm. if you want to. Yep, I, I don't know that we have to get all the way into it as much as I have a question about. this. Okay, what do we who are on the other side of this do? Do we do we stick to our our guns and and say nobody should be fired because you should never be fired. You should never be fired for any kind of speech. Just period, end of story. You should never be be fired for any kind of speech, anything that you did in the past. If it floated then and you didn't get fired, then it's done, it's over. Or <laughs> should we side with fair play and become cancel culture hawks and start crying for cancel culture? Well, here, here, the sky?
0: if it were me and if, if everyone no matter Mm -hmm. what side of the aisle you're on played by the same rules. Yeah. My personal thought is that was 30 years ago. Who gives a fuck? Right. That's Mm -hmm. my personal thought. But the other side, they won't let it go. They, they want to dredge it up like it happened yesterday Mm -hmm. and they want to hold you accountable for it. And if they're going to hold that standard against you and you suffer consequences, but you can't hold that same standard to them and they suffer no consequences.
1: Now what do you do? Well, and that's the question. Do you sacrifice your integrity to try to justify the playing field? That's the that's the question that I have. To me, I, I can't see I can't see myself going out there and saying Jimmy Kimmel should be fired and Howard Stern should be fired because they did the same things that, uh, whoever, whoever on the other side did that got them fired. I can't see myself doing that because I don't believe in that. And, and I agree, but I think
0: if somebody could openly ask the question in a large forum, Why is it okay for this guy to get away with this and nobody holds him accountable, but why are you crucifying this guy for doing the exact same thing instead of instead of calling for their firing or whatever? I I want it called out. Like how come this, this standard doesn't apply to everyone?
1: Yeah. And I agree. I agree. The question, you know, I guess it goes to, you know, the age old question that we taught our kids, the whole, or the, you know, the whole two wrongs don't make a right thing. You know, there's a, and believe me, I see it. There's a part of me, there is a part of me that wants to use this platform that we have to make all the noise that we possibly can about every one of these fucking jackasses that gets away with it, be, even though they've they've called for it on other people. Sarah Silverman and fucking Jimmy Kimmel and um Jimmy Fallon and, you know, all these fucking lunatic assholes there's a part of me that wants to do that but then there's another part of me that's like can i live with myself preaching something i don't believe
0: yeah and and i agree with you completely but i don't want people on one side suffering the brunt of income loss and and reputation destruction and all this while everybody else on the other side gets to skate
1: right i know it's it's isn't it weird? It's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't moment.
0: I agree, but but again, they have no standards, no principles, and no scruples. Yeah, it's, Somehow it's, I
1: don't think them getting fired will give them that though. Do you?
0: No, it won't. But my point is, is that it. The point is, is that they'll they're they'll gladly point that finger and lobby for the, the destruction of somebody else. But when it comes mm-hmm. to them, it's just like, yeah, well, I'm a liberal and I'm and I'm a Democrat, so just leave me alone. Oh, okay, yeah, you get
1: a pass. Yeah. No, I get it. I do get it. It's it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I I, I, I I've thought about it a lot because it's like, man, you know, I sit around. You know, truth be told, me and and the partners at, at Pinball PA, we have talked constantly about my big mouth. Because because eventually it's going to come home to roost, you know. And I know that eventually somebody's going to somebody is going to leak something that I said on this show to some fucking newspaper in Pennsylvania, and I have to be ready to deal with that somehow. And God knows how I'm going to spin that. But you know, it, it's really in my head. I think the the way I I would spin it is, yeah, I said it. Fuck you. Don't like it. Don't fucking play pinball. I don't care. You know, I think that's how I would personally spin it. The problem is, is that if it's brought by a side that is politically against me, they'll never let it go. Right. You know, and that's fucked up.
0: I agree. And that's, and that's the problem. Hail and kill caller. You're on the air.
3: Hail and kill guys. How's it going? This Uh, is metal drummer. seven
0: seven has been a while. What's on your mind tonight?
3: Yes, sir. It's been a while. Well, I just want to talk about some of the BS that's been going on. Um, Going off of what you guys are saying, um, I know people on both sides of the equation. Obviously, I'm on the right side of the law. I want law and order. I don't stand for any of this. Black Lives Matter bullshit, none of that. And having lived in Los Angeles, um, I got to know some very liberal people and in la no way
0: you found liberals in la that's hard to believe (laughs) right you're telling me man
3: and obviously i would tell them that i was a trump supporter and i would get these stairs like i was the devil and i wouldn't care you know i was proud to own it and i basically wanted to get these people to understand the reality of things and it's not based on opinion or emotion things are the way they are regardless of what they think and basically what i've come to the conclusion of is that people can only um are only attached to the to the things that matter to them so if they're american they can only see the perceived systematic racism that they think they witness. But if you ask Michael Jordan or Obama, they don't feel like victims at all. And I've been talking to people in, for example, Sweden, Africa, and China, just to get their perspective on what is going on. And they've been telling me, for example, the people in Sweden who are very socialist, They think that it's right. They think that the people need to protest and destroy and have their quote-unquote voice be heard and so on. And I can tell that they just don't understand what the problem really is. There's no systematic racism in America. There just isn't. And when you talk to people in China, they will tell you, in China, ethnic Chinese are superior to black and white that's it. If you're not Chinese, you're inferior. And if you go to Africa, if you're not black and you're Chinese or white, you're inferior and that's it. And if you go to Mexico, it's the same thing. And it just it depends on the perspective and the Americans can't, well, the liberal Americans can't really see that they are so privileged to live in a country where there's actually laws and people are not systematically prejudiced against and in the rest of the world that is true but not in america you know that's my two cents
0: i gotcha well how do you communicate with these people around the world how do you have that uh input or that you know how do you question them or who are these people and how do you know them
3: well i met them through a facebook group um, I've studied um, different cultures and religions, and even though I don't believe in all the hype and I'm not attached to any of it, I participate in, for example, literary circles where they study the writings and so on. And I'll bring up examples like, like for example, if it's a Buddhist group, I'll bring examples from Christianity, Satanism, and atheist. you know? Like a well-balanced perspective and sometimes they get offended, and I know I, r- I ruffle a couple feathers, but I believe that speaking the truth is the right thing.
0: All right, fair enough. Anything else? That's it. Oh. My manager is calling, so <laughs> okay. hail and
3: kill. Fuck you, pal. And head
0: yo. All right. See, now that's how to make a phone call. You got your thoughts in order. You got your points in order. You say what you need to say and you you're out.
1: Yeah. You got that? Some of you other mumblers
0: <laughs> is that was a good call. I like that. Yeah, it was real good. And, and see, there's a guy who's thinking he he says, I, I try to see all sides. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't just say, well, I'm just a Christian. I'm a fundamentalist Christian. And I don't recognize Buddhism or or whatever other religion out there. He's yeah. like, yeah, I, I look at atheism, I look at uh, Buddhism, I look at Christianity, I look at this, and you know, I can draw mm-hmm. my own conclusions from what I learn.
1: Yeah, you don't need somebody else to guide you. That's the that's the big fucking problem with with social media. Everybody's always looking for someone to guide them instead of just actually just
0: doing their thing. You yeah. Know? Or listening to this show, looking for the greatness of Chris and I to guide you through your <laughs> pathetic lives.
1: Right. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, James Woods, actor James Woods, has openly scrutinized Jimmy Kimmel's apology for his past actions that have been since deemed as racist. Mm-hmm. Kimmel's apology is as follows. I have long been reluctant to address this, (laughs) as I knew doing so would be celebrated as a victory for those who equate apologies with weakness and cheer for leaders who use prejudice to divide us.
1: (laughs) Shut up. So my apology is, listen, people, I did it, but Trump's a dick.
0: Yeah, that's basically what he's trying
1: to say. That's his apology. Mm-hmm. I did, cause Trump's a dick. <laughs> yeah, I know that this will not be the last that I hear
0: of this, and that it will be used again and again to quiet me. No, you are one of the first people to step up to criticize somebody who did exactly what you did, and if they don't aren't on your same side, you're calling for their uh, cancellation.
1: Isn't it ironic that everybody that runs in his fucking friend circle is fucking coming up with the same shit, with the same racist fucking black, blackface shit, which I don't care personally, you know, you know, but if you think Kimmel's friends are who Howard Stern, Sarah Silverman, he didn't, he used to fuck Sarah Silverman. Yeah, they
0: were a couple at one point.
1: Yeah. So, and she was in blackface, Stern's in blackface, he's in blackface. Hmm. Wonder if it just happens to run in that Hollywood circle.
0: Yeah. Ted Danson did blackface.
1: Yeah. But, but you know the 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 thing is is who gives a shit? You know it's funny, and and I'll pull the curtain back just a tiny bit. We, you and I, were watching the Stern blackface videos. Yeah. Um. Last week, like I sent you a couple of them. Went right when it when it hit up. And, truth be told, we both agreed they were goddamn hilarious, and damn funny. <laughs> That shit with Ted, the, 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 uh, the whoopee the, the, uh, the whoopee Whoopi and, uh, with Sherman Hemsley. Yeah. That shit was hysterical. So, yeah, you know, I wish Howard was that guy. Now he's not, you know, but that guy was fucking hysterical and you and I were throwing the videos back and forth of Stern doing that shit. And it was funny. It was funny. You know, it's like, for God's sakes, it was 30 fucking years ago. The, the people at the time. Did not say anything to you. So what's the fucking problem? And it was aired on TV. And no, and no standards and practices banned it. Wasn't banned. It Wasn't nothing. When Kimmel did this, it wasn't banned. It wasn't nothing. You know, it, and this whole thing of well, you wore blackface, therefore it's fucking racism. Why? You're 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 representing a black person. Yeah, you're
0: you're playing a part. It's a it's called a goof or a gag or a spoof.
1: Yeah. Now, some of it could be racist, but I think the racism has to come from con- from the. I, th- I think racism generally has to come out of your mouth. I don't think fucking dressing in blackface is is racist.
0: Is it? I again, it depends on what standard you want to apply. If if you're looking at the liberal douchebaggery uh, standard that's out today. They would yeah. consider it racist, but where were these same people 25 or 30 years ago? They weren't out there going, "Oh man, that's racist."
1: Yeah. Did you see that the um, the, was it The Simpsons or Family Guy or one of Yeah, them? The, the, the
0: Family Guy or the, yeah, Family Guy st- guy stepped down from being the Cleveland character.
1: Yeah, because he's a white guy. Yeah. Is he giving his money back for the last 25 years? Probably not. Probably not. Of course, he's not. He's going to keep that money that shows on its way out. So, of course, he's fine with stepping down and and having Darren number two step in and be the and be that guy. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. You know, I made I made the point today about the Simpsons because now the Simpsons came out and said, we're not going to have anybody represent any people of color unless they're that that
0: their voice by that by that thing. Didn't they have a Indian guy on there or something? And they were having a problem with that. The guy didn't want to, you know, mimic an Indian guy.
1: Right. So now they're going to have to find a new Indian guy to mimic that. So my point back to, in this conversation is, well, if we're going to, if we're really going to base it like that, shouldn't the Simpsons all be Asian because they're fucking yellow. Yeah. They're all yellow. So let's get an Asian cast in there. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? it's so stupid it's so out of control at this point in time i i just can't even fathom that it has gotten to this stupidity of a level it's crazy yeah well jimmy kimmel crying
0: jimmy kimmel continues Mm -hmm. i love this country too much to allow that i won't be bullied into silence by here's the here's the kicker Those who fiend outrage to advance their oppressive and genuinely racist agendas. So, in other words, my blackface was not racist, but anyone else who does it beside me is racist.
1: Here's the real question. Who brought this up?
0: Well, I think what it is is that, uh, you know, the cancel culture who are out there just... Looking through social media posts, looking through anything to try to just just destroy somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's just too evident not to uh, say, yeah, Jimmy, you did it too. What do you got to say for yourself? Well, don't look at me. Those are the real racists, the ones right. who actually did it, who aren't liberals. See, if right. you, if you're a liberal and did it, you're not doing it because you're racist. You were just being funny. But if if you're a conservative and you did it, you are a racist, and you probably had racist in, uh, you probably had racist intentions by doing that.
1: The ultimate double standard. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It just it just is so ridiculous that you know he he takes a he takes a purposeful pop shot in his apology. Yeah, sure. At, at, at Trump, and again, this drives me crazy that these guys keep making me defend Trump. Yeah, but. Trump said nothing about Jimmy fucking Kimmel. Did he? No. He didn't bring it up. He hasn't commented on it since. Has he? Not that I'm aware of. You know, so why is he the purveyor of hate toward you? He didn't say a fucking word about you.
0: Stupid as fuck. Well, because I don't like Trump, and I have to use any platform and any opportunity I have to to get my dig in at him.
1: Yeah, but man, oh man, just do your dumb show. You know, the worst part is this is the most attention he's gotten in 10 years. <laughs> Ain't nobody could. Dude, name one bit Jimmy fucking Kimmel does on his show.
0: I couldn't tell you. I've never watched it. I would never watch it. The only the only reason I know he has a show is because because of the social media, or rather the YouTube clips that I've seen of him crying his eyes out on TV. It's sure. like, shut up, you faggot! Yeah, you actually kind of used to be funny about 25 yeah. years ago.
1: You're not yeah. funny anymore. You're a douchebag. Yeah, there there was a lot of things you used to do then that you can't just write off as well. You know, you know, in today's culture, it's not good, but you can't just write it off as. the the way that you're expecting people to. You used to make chicks jump on trampolines so you could watch their tits bounce. That's what you did, Jimmy. That was you, not that was you. And it was Corolla. And I get that you two have to stick together to fucking try to pretend that that didn't happen, but that's what the fucking man show was. Well, I don't
0: think Corolla is, it runs away from his past. Does he
1: not really? No,
0: not that I'm aware of,
1: but he's back in Jimmy.
0: Well, again, I I don't know that because I, I purposely didn't read this whole thing, but yeah, but, but but the thing is is that I don't think Corolla is has has run away from the juggies or being the man show or anything else.
1: Yeah, and nobody should. That's the, and again, that goes to my point at the beginning of this about do we fucking try to cancel this fucking asshole or do we fucking. Stand our ground on our, on the strength of our integrity. Well, I, I I would
0: like to stand our ground on the strength of our integrity, but if this douchebag is willing to point fingers while not taking any blame himself, he needs a square punch in his nuts.
1: And I agree with that in this case. I agree, but I still don't think he should be fired. No, I, and I agree with
0: that, but I think that somehow he needs to, he needs to feel the wrath of, of what could uh, you know, could be his fate if he continues being an asshole and, and acting as if he's some kind of self-righteous person when everybody else is an asshole to him.
1: And, and, uh, James Woods firing back at him, which we'll get to is great. And I do like that. And he's obviously a celebrity, which makes it even better that it's a, you know, a, a, a very big name celebrity taking a shot back. But it's not a big enough celebrity. Well, it's not, the,
0: it's not a big enough active celebrity because I think James yeah. Woods has been kind of sidelined for a while, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, he has. You need that. You need some. And what needs to happen? You know, what would be the very best thing that could possibly happen is if Trump, since he's poking the bear with Trump, if Trump's answer was, you know what, Kimmel shouldn't be fired. Nobody should be. If he actually took that stance and said said cancel culture is stupid, nobody should be fired for things that they did in their past. You know, you should only judge people by who they are today and just leave it as kind of a blanket message like that. Sure, he'd take some heat, but he'll take some heat if he says that the, that it's a nice day outside when it is. So, you know, if that was the stance, man, you're going to have a real tr- – from a from a person in power like that – you're going to have a real hard time firing anybody behind that. Mm-hmm. It would end this cancel culture nonsense. Or
0: or put a big dent in it anyway.
1: That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't end it. You're right. But it certainly, if somebody of real prominence said, look, the ones that should be fired are the Harvey Weinsteins and Jeffrey Epsteins of the world, not the guy that told jokes that were Not necessarily against the code of society then, but maybe are now, you know, there's a big difference. They, they want to put, they want to put anybody that doesn't fucking, you know, if you don't put up a poster on your, on your lawn that says black lives matter, then anything that you've done in your past seems to be fair game. Mm -hmm. And that's bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. I agree. Hail and
0: kill caller. You're on the air.
2: Yeah, what's up boys? Lou from the Lou. Yeah, you talk you talking my wheelhouse tonight, talking racism.
0: <laughs> Lou, let me ask you something. Are you a true racist or do you just you just come on you just play one on TV? I am like you
2: nearly the behavior thing. I have no problem with anybody of any color if they contribute to society, they pay their taxes, you know, they try to fit in. It, it, it's just the ones that uh, act like, uh, you know, ones that act like niggers that I don't like. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, what's I mean, on there? Go ahead.
2: Well, you know, I'm just, you know, listening to what you guys are saying about canter culture and all these. You know, Howard Stern, man, has that guy turned into a faggot or what? <laughs> I mean, right. how could that guy be a freak? The, the legend that he. That, you know, that Howard Stern is, I mean, he's the equivalent of the ball player who's way past his prime, should have retired a long time ago, but is just hanging on. Like Brett Favre. Exactly.
1: Like Babe Ruth when he played for the Braves.
2: Exactly. You know, there's no reason for him to continue. He made his mark. And he just, you know, now, you know, he used to be... he made his way being anti-establishment. Well, he is the establishment now. I mean, the minute you had that fucking hag uh, Hillary Clinton on your show, it, he, he, God, it, it's sad. It just, it's just totally freaking sad. I mean, he's just—I don't know. He's like Willie Mays playing for the New York Mets. He's just he needs to let it go, retire. You know, I—I I don't know what the worst thing happened to him uh, was. Was it the money? all the money he made or was it getting some quality pussy that ruined
0: his career? Oh, I, it, it was obviously success regardless if its money or pussy or whatever it is. It's a success. And it was always this burning desire. I think looking back now, it was always his burning desire to be among the elites. And when he wasn't one of them, he was critical of them. But then once he finally reached that pinnacle of success and became one of the elites, it's just like, yeah, I'm in a new league now. Look at me. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I can't say the guy didn't work his ass off. Oh, well, he did. He, he
0: broke a lot of ground. He he allowed Chris and I to aspire to, to do this show, a show like this, and we mm-hmm. did. You know, we, we got into radio because we wanted to uh, – emulate a Howard Stern or an Opian Anthony people who spoke their mind or were, were a little outrageous or who was a little bit outside of, uh, out of step with society. You know, he, he broke that ground and, uh, it, you know, it's unfortunate as he should have, he should have ended when his career was at the top. Now he's just, he's just an overpriced windbag.
2: Right. Right, he's one of the elites now. I mean, at least Cumier still has an edge yeah. uh, to him. I mean, I love. I mean, I, I still go back. I've been listening ever since you guys kept talking him up. Uh, you know, listening to a lot of Anthony uh, Opie and Anthony uh, playbacks on YouTube and that. And mm-hmm. I mean, I love Cumier Opie. I mean, I don't really understand. I mean, he's about as useless as having a hole on the having a hole on the radio. Uh, but, uh, but, but Chris, uh, you love Jim Norton a lot, don't you?
1: I do. Mm -hmm.
2: Now of his characters on Opie and Anthony, who did you like best? Did you, did you like, uh, oh shit. Uh, who? Chip Chip uh, Chipperson. Chip Chipperson. And then there was, uh, uh, he was the guy from, yeah. And the guy was a Montana or Wyoming.
1: Oh, what was that guy's name? Um, yeah, Ramon. So- Ramone? Guy. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Which character Ramon! did you like the best?
1: <laughs> I loved Ramones. I loved when they would get somebody on the phone and just do the Ramon thing. That's one of my favorite bits of all time.
2: Right. They get a celebrity on there. They'd be like, Ramon, this person sucks donkey balls. Yeah, no, uh, but I mean, he was great, but you know, you know, the, the cancel culture and all that, man, can you imagine all the great movies? We would, we, we wouldn't have had, uh, if all the, I mean, like take for instance, blazing saddles That's the myth. one of the all time. greats <laughs> couldn't make that movie today.
0: Well, how about, uh, Steve Martin, the jerk? Yeah. Yeah. I was
2: born a poor, poor black child. Oh yeah. That would go real well today. Uh, you, you know, you you couldn't have couldn't have that shit today, man. I mean, would we have Sam Kinison today? No, no, no we all wouldn't.
1: Family, all in the family, would never fly today.
2: Even though Archie Bunker was made as a, it was made as a character. You know, yeah. it wasn't glamorizing, our, you know, a guy with his attitude, his beliefs. But you, but right. People will be too sensitive mm-hmm. uh, about it. They they would not allow, allow an Archie Bunker today, even though you know he, he was playing you know a character. But yeah, I
1: don't. It, I don't think we would have the Jeffersons to be honest. No, Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son be another one. Probably not. Good times. You definitely wouldn't have good times. Good times <laughs> just, <laughs> good times just just sets the example of fucking scumbag poor black guy stuck in the ghetto.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Would you know? Wouldn't have any of that shit. I mean, he wouldn't have funny Eddie Murphy. I mean, he, he wouldn't have Richard Pryor. Yeah. You know, it, list goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, what right. would? would would Rocky? I guess Rocky would have to beat another white guy. He wouldn't beat Apollo Creed. Yeah. You know, it'd be racist for 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 the white Italian to to beat the uh, to beat the black guy. You know, mm-hmm. he he'd have to beat another white guy. That'd be wrong. That'd be yeah. racist and shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, that'd be a hard movie to make. I don't think I've ever, and I'm a boxing fan. And I'm just being honest. I don't think I've ever seen two white guys fight in a professional boxing match.
2: I don't think so either, but, you know, you have to make it politically, politically correct because if a white guy were to beat a black guy, that's racist.
1: Now, you know, now,
0: now, now, if the black guy beat the white guy, that'd be perfectly fine. So you still can have- yo, Well,
1: yeah, that's oh. fine.
2: That's a uh, black guy's well, fight for equality.
0: That's
1: fine because that's what happened in Rocky 1, and people still have a problem with that because it made Rocky out to be the good guy even though he lost. <laughs>
2: Which was one of the great bits Eddie Murphy did on Raw. He was talking about, you know, Italian guys watching Rocky. I uh, don't know if you guys ever saw that or not. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just that. I mean, hell, you wouldn't even have three stooges. You couldn't do the freaking three stooges. You couldn't do the little rascals. I mean, we would
0: be... You definitely couldn't do little rascals. And, and fortunately, I own the all of the little rascals uncut and that shit was funny. <laughs> it was
1: the best I mean, what my I- there, there's some racist moments in that. The the one moment where they're all hot, I think they're cooking or something and Spanky wipes his forehead and Flicks it and and you just see the water hit the wall, and then Stymie wipes his and and flicks it, and the wall turns black. Oh my God. He had black sweat. He had black sweat. Remember that? I do. My fairy.
2: Oh, remember the one where they got the wild man from Barneo?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Best episode ever.
2: Well, yeah, that's my fairy rascals episode. Then there's the one where uh, they found these lamps. And they're sitting there rubbing the lamps, and uh, Stevie's brother was that was on it on that episode, and, and and Spanky's rubbing the lamp, going, "I wish Cotton was a monkey, I wish Cotton was a monkey, a little black kid." And Stevie goes, "Hey, you you quit wishing my brother be a monkey." And Spanky goes, "Well, all he needs is a tail." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they had some little rascals who were great. Uh, the my I, I think other than Borne, Borneo is by far my favorite one, but I also like the one when they were cooking when they were cooking the cake and they put the gloves and the oh, oh yeah it was
0: a surprise cake and it went wee, wah
2: <laughs> wee, wah <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
1: then going around the table don't drink the milk why. It's spoiled.
0: It's spoiled. Because they made it out of plaster Paris because they b- b- dumped over the bucket of milk in the in the barn.
1: <laughs> and then they get to the teacher and she goes, why? And he goes, it's spoiled. She goes, spoiled nothing. You put that milk on your mush and you eat it. <laughs> oh, Little rascals Absolutely. are the best.
2: Yeah, they were. I remember my, my, my old man introduced me to that one. The first one he ever showed me was the wild man for barney <laughs> The whole yum, yum, eat him up. That Spanky thought that was his Uncle George. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, that, yeah, that that's was, your white privilege coming through there, Lou. You know, if you weren't a racist, you wouldn't have found that funny at all. You would have found that completely offensive.
2: Oh, yeah. I should have yelled at my dad and told him to take, take, take the VHS tape out and think about your wife privilege.
1: <laughs> you know, what? one I liked that. I think it was like pre the big cast, but it was, it was, I, I love it just because it's so ridiculous to watch the one where the two fat guys fight in the, Oh yeah. Chubby, in, Chubby and, and uh, Joe <laughs> yeah. and Chubby and Joe and, and they do the fighting in fast motion <laughs> and, and, and his pants keep falling down. I just liked how they, they would do everything in regular speed until they start fighting. That was like <laughs> a million miles an hour fighting is so good. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean <laughs> that show, show was show was great. Yeah, it was. I mean grew up watching those I mean we didn't growing up as a little kid, we didn't think nothing racist about it. We just thought it was funny. We it thought fuck was, was funny.
0: Yeah, it was just funny.
2: You know, we weren't sitting there thinking, "Oh, yeah, look at them." You know, I hate niggers because of, of this show. It was funny, you know. Fuck here I is. I mean, that was funny. <laughs> and I well, well, when I give credit to Eddie Murphy when he uh when when he did again, I know i am bringing him up a lot tonight, but when he he did SNL the past year. You know, he he played all his old characters that you would have thought there's no way you could get away. You know, he couldn't do today. Like he played Buckwheat again, and uh, he played you know Velvet Jones. I want to be a hoe. Yeah, and well, you know he's
1: got half a billion dollars though. What's he got to lose? Well,
2: you would have thought SNL wouldn't let him do it. You know, oh, they're that, all they're all woke and shit. It's
1: probably probably the only way they got. It's probably the only way they got um, him on was that he could have creative freedom over what, over his appearance.
2: You know, he brought all those back, Mister Robinson's neighborhood. That's good too. I mean, what's that?
1: That's good too, Mister Eddie Murphy's funny. That's that's one oh, of he, those he, that he was supposed to be touring this year. He he was supposed to go and do a new comedy tour, and that was one I was going to. I don't care what that costs. You know, that's, that's a show I would like to see is Eddie Murphy doing comedy live. Well, his best part on
2: that SNL on SNL was when he the opening the monologue, when he came out and said, who would have thought Bill Cosby be in trouble? And I'd be a boring stay at home dad, you know, 20 years, <laughs> 20, 20 years ago. I wouldn't even take that bet.
1: <laughs> pretty
0: good. All right, Lou, anything else? Well, I, I uh, you know,
2: I all kinds of shit going on in my head, but I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I mean, hell, we all know the world's fucked up right now. Uh, you know, anybody who who's on the fence as far as who to vote for, look around, look around, look what's going on in the world. You vote Democrat. This, this is what you're going to get. What's going on now? Statues being torn down, building, you know, defund the police. You know, letting the inmates run the asylum. That's that's what you're going to get with old Biden. I don't know what it says about the American people that this guy's even, even in contention right now to
1: be Dude, president. You know, what, you know what should scare you to no end? That AOC got reelected.
2: Oh, I know. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm like you, Chris. He didn't bring up that she's just too stupid to be fuckable anymore.
1: That's it. Yes. <laughs>
2: She is just too goddamn stupid. I mean, I, I would maybe want an angry, angry fucker, you know, fuck her so hard, you put doggy style, you put her head through the wall. <laughs> yeah. You do that a lot, Lou? No, but with her, I would, you know, take out <laughs> that thick, thick, you know, 12 inches of hard dick and knock him across those teeth. All right, maybe, well, you know, maybe knock a couple out. I mean, Jesus.
1: Let's just leave it gotcha. as you imagine you would, and let's not make an actual threat here.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm not threatening AOC, you know, horse mouth, you know, and that's going to take her to the glue.
1: If the consistent opportunity was there, you might bang her really hard. Let's just leave it
2: there. Only if she asked for it. There you go. Cause you know, only she asked for it, uh, you know, you know, politically correct sex, you know, you gotta be, you know, oh, you, you want me to put my fist up your ass? Sure, honey. <laughs> now that you asked, Jeez,
0: I man. mean, here, sign so. this consent form first, will you?
2: <laughs> right, right. You know what? What's your safe word? Everything's
0: free. Sure. <laughs> All right, Lou, I think you're going to end up on a high note, so you better cut it before you start going into the ridiculous.
2: Yeah, well, well geez, going into the ridiculous on your show, that's uh, thats a high bar to reach. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, all right, Mantra, I'm coming. Mancher's coming in with the beer. So, uh, hell and kill,
0: fuck you, pal, and hand job. <laughs> and there goes Lou from the Lou. There he goes. Lou cracks me up sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) What's your safe word? Everything's free. (laughs) That was a good one, Lou. That was a great line. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) All right. Getting back to uh, James Woods smashing, crying Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Woods, however, did not find the apology to be sufficient tweeting... I have long been reluctant to address this as I knew doing so would be celebrated as a victory by those who equated apologies with weakness. So another leftist essentially uses his apology as an attack on others. Just own it, you unabashed racist. (laughs)
1: That's a pretty hard hammer.
0: Hey, you know, what what has James Woods got to lose? He's been kind of he's been kind of marginalized by the Hollywood elite.
1: Yeah. Yeah, What's the last thing he did?
0: It's been a while. Uh, The Daily Wire noted late night host Jimmy Kimmel broke his silence concerning his past dawning of blackface in old man show sketches, though he did not explicitly address reports of his alleged use of the N-word on a past Christmas album. He he used nigger on a Christmas album? I guess, I don't know what kind of a <laughs> Christmas album is that
1: Lou you want to call back in and tell us about it
0: <laughs> Kimmel's statement by way of the Hollywood reporter um blah 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 let's see here uh, I have long been reluctant to address this as I knew doing so would be celebrated I think I read that um That delay was my mistake. There is nothing more important. There's nothing more important to me than your respect. Nobody respects a crying douchebag. That's true. I got, I got news for you, Jimmy. Nobody respects a crying man on TV. No. Nobody. And I, and I apologize and nobody respects anyone who apologizes uh, with empty apologies just because your, your ass is on the line
1: no one cares and i still you you still if you were if you were wearing an r at the end of your name you'd be fired yeah of course
0: and i apologize those who were genuinely hurt or offended by the makeup that i wore or the words that i spoke
1: (laughs) all none of you that were offended yeah nobody
0: Everybody was laughing along with you at the time when you used to be funny, Jimmy.
1: Right. Right.
0: On KROQ radio in the mid nineties, I did a reoccurring impression of NBA player, Carl Malone in the late nineties. I continued impersonating Malone on TV. We hired See, I, I like how the fact that he's trying to pawn this off on makeup artists. Yeah. Why Why is that even a, why, why are you even including makeup artists? Everybody gets it. You were made up. Yeah. But he, you
1: were, but, you were playing a black basketball player. Yes. Yeah. Why, why do
0: you have to keep bringing up makeup artists? Would it be any less offensive if he didn't wear makeup, but just said, Hey, I'm Carl Malone. It's like, yeah, I don't get the joke. You don't look anything like him. Yeah. So you just made, you did the makeup
1: to be part of the joke. Yeah. To make
0: it more realistic, to make it more, uh, you know, it's called, it used to be a thing that, that, you know, Howard Stern used to use the word a lot on his show. It was hijinks.
1: Yeah. I I mean, dude, this would be like Gallagher saying, imagine I had a watermelon here. I'm going to pretend I'm smashing it.
0: Pretend pretend like pieces and bits of watermelon are flying out into the audience while I slam this sledgehammer on this table here
1: yeah because i don't want to offend anybody that eats watermelon no
0: i don't want to offend vegans
1: yeah it's like you dummy just fucking say yeah we did a bit it was funny fuck off yeah that's the end of your apology yeah we did a bit it was funny go fuck yourself goodbye
0: yeah Yeah. we hired makeup artists to make me look as much like carl malone as possible okay yeah Yeah, i get it all right I never considered that this might be as anything other than an imitation of a fellow human being not a black guy of course just a fellow human being
1: fair enough i look i agree with him it was just a fellow human being it was just some fucking basketball player yeah he didn't he didn't go out of his he wasn't i i have not heard this this bit to be honest so maybe i'm speaking out of tune but i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to guess and he didn't go, well, look at me playing some basketball. No, he, I'm, he, uh, he,
0: he basically, um, impersonated Carl Malone. He wore like the, uh, he played what, who would he play? Salt, Salt Lake city. I think uh, Carl Car, uh, Malone, jazz.
1: Utah jazz.
0: Yeah. The Utah jazz. He played for them. And so he wore like a Utah jazz Jersey and you know, you know, he was acting like Carl Malone in a, in a spoof situation. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what? Yeah. And, what are you apologizing for? And that had no more to do with Carl's skin color than it did his bulging muscles and his bald head. So then why do you have to justify it? Well, because he's trying to soften it. He's, he's, trying, yeah. to, he's trying to deflect away from the skin color thing and trying to make it more that I was more representative of Carl Malone as a person not as a
1: black person listen jimmy here's the facts of life the more you try to justify your actions the more bad your actions are perceived as yeah
0: because you're trying to you're trying to cover it with with or or try to deflect from it And so, so if you didn't feel like you did anything wrong, why all the deflection?
1: If he just comes out and says, I didn't do anything wrong. Next topic. Yeah. Oh, now what? Where's the argument to that? Yes, you did. Okay. Well, that's what you think. Moving on. You know, that's it. Don't give it any weight. That's why the apology is so stupid in the first fucking place. Because every time these guys do apologize, they don't mean it but they're tr- but they're giving it more weight themselves. When you give it the weight is when it looks the worst. If somebody else comes out and says, "You did blackface. You did this. You did that." Until you give it the weight back, then it do- then it doesn't have any weight. It's just an accusation. It's when you give it that weight by saying, "Well, let me tell you what I was trying to do." You just said, "I'm guilty." but maybe you didn't understand fully what I was doing. You, you're, you're giving the weight by apologizing. So stupid. Yeah, I How agree. I see this?
0: Well, it, it's just his way of justifying what he's doing and more or less a a a, 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 cry out, please don't fire me over this. Yeah. That's, that's what he's basically doing. He's, he's trying to justify his position without paying any kind of the current consequences other people are paying for doing the same goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. I've done dozens of impressions of famous people, including Snoop Dogg, Black Guy, Oprah, Black Woman, Eminem, Dick Vitale, Rosie O'Donnell, and many others. In each case, I thought of them as impersonations of celebrities and nothing more. Yeah, that's what other people were doing, but somehow they're held to account when they do that.
1: And guess what? That's what other people thought too. Dumb shit.
0: Yeah. Looking back, many of these sketches are embarrassing and it's frustrating that these thoughtless moments, they weren't thoughtless. You you were probably back there laughing it up just as much as any producer or one of your writers said, you know what would be really funny if you Mm -hmm. came out and did this? Yeah, that would be really funny. Let's go with that angle.
1: Yeah, let's develop this idea and let's go do it tonight.
0: Yeah. That's these thoughtless moments that have become a weapon used by some to diminish my criticisms of social and other injustices. Well, again, you you uh, live by the sword, you die by the sword, Jimmy. You don't get to wield the sword and nobody gets to wield one back at you.
1: Does he not realize that 99% of cancel culture comes from the fucking left? It's all of it from the fucking left. None of it comes from the right. The right don't give a shit. The right doesn't, nobody, nobody was outraged, crazily outraged about Sarah Silverman. Nobody was really crazily outraged about Howard Stern two weeks ago or whatever. You know, nobody gives a shit. Conservatives just want to be left the fuck alone. That's all you got to do. Leave conservatives alone. They're only going to get fucking heated up when you fucking come on your attack. When your constant barrage of, of you're fucking stupid. If you don't want socialism and you don't want to share the wealth and you don't want to pay reparations, you know, if you knock all that shit off and just say, look, I want to give reparations. So I'm going to give the black neighbor next to me a hundred million dollars or whatever. No, one's going to give a shit. It's when you try to tell me that I need to do it, that I'm going to give a real shit. You know, it's like, shut the fuck up. God damn, dude.
0: (laughs) I believe that I have evolved and I've matured over the last 20 plus years. And I hope that it's evident to anyone who watches my show. Yeah. You weren't a crying bitch back then. Now you are. Yeah. So you've we evolved, don't watch, you, so so you've evolved from somebody who enjoyed watching big boob girls jump on trampolines to a guy who who pees his pants and and cries tears of uh, sorrow on on a late night TV show. You faggot.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I still have a feeling he still likes watching some titties bounce. Yeah. Let's. Well, who knows? I know I'm that
0: sure. this will not be the last I hear of this, and that it will be used again to try to quiet me. Well, they only try to quiet you because again, it's not because you did this. It's because you're critical of others who have, and you've done the same goddamn thing. You did the same thing. So you, you need to either sit there and shut your fucking pie hole or when somebody criticizes you, you need to own it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Somebody made a great point in the chat room. About Robert John, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he said he had no regrets about Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I and I own that d- disc. Yeah, well, regardless of if you own it or not, the point is, is he did blackface. He did. He he said, I don't, I don't care. Fuck you. I did it. I own it. That's it. And where's the call for his problem? None. None. Nobody's calling for his head. No, why? Because he just he didn't give it any weight. So it's a character. I did it. Fuck you. That's all you have to do. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah.
0: My summer vacation has been planned for more than a year and it includes the next two summers off as well. I will be back to work in September crying on your TV screen like I have. (laughs) Thank you for giving me an opportunity to explain to those who I disappointed and I'm sorry. Now I'm going to go wipe my tears away. My liberal tears.
1: Yeah. On a $3 million vacation.
0: Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. That's what I say. (laughs) What a dick. He's a piece of shit. What a dick. Yep. All right. Well, let's take a break and we'll come back and do some more of this ridiculous bullshit. Okay. All right. What
1: do you want to hear? You said you wanted to go new school now. All right. Let's go new school. You're going to definitely have to go to probably YouTube for this. Okay. Uh, our good friend Byron Nemeth has a new song called A New Freedom with with a, a vocalist that is a friend of yours and mine, Mr. Mark Bowles. Okay. Is it under his name? Under Byron's name. That's yeah, what I mean. Byron. It's
0: under his name. Yeah. What's Byron the name of the Nemeth. what's the name of the tune? A New Freedom. Mark Bowles. Youngstown guy. Oh, well, there it is. All right. Well, uh here's uh here's a good friend Byron featuring uh, Mark Bowles on lead vocal and here it is. It's a new freedom exclusively here. On your classic metal show.